Hello, good day, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are around the world. My name is Mega Ran, and you are listening to my wrestling podcast, which is called Matt Mania. I talk about wrestling, I talk about music, we talk about whatever's on my mind at the current particular time. Right now, it's the first week of January, so happy new year. Hope your new year was safe. Um, hope your 2017 will be productive and better than last year. Some people say 2016 was the worst year ever. I say not that, that's for sure. Um, honestly, I feel like I made a lot of great things happen and it's almost, it's, it's a little disheartening and, and awkward to be that one guy with everybody saying everything sucks and you're doing okay. It almost feels like you're all working together and everybody gets paid and their paycheck looks bad and then your paycheck looks good and everybody's like, man, this sucks. And I'm looking at mine like, man, yeah, yeah, this sure does suck, huh? You know, that kind of thing. So, um, granted, yes, a lot of tragedies and terrible things have happened, but I feel like challenges are what, and uh, our ability to overcome them is what makes us who we are. And um, I think I was able, with the help of my friends and family, to overcome a lot of a lot of challenges this year. So, we had quite a few, definitely. Um, tragedies both personal and people I don't know that I just admire or look up to um but you know we, we found a way to to persevere man and uh and so I hope that everybody out there is persevering um it is the first week of January what that usually means is it's MAGFest time music and gaming fest which takes place in Washington DC well in that area um will be going down this weekend so if you want to catch me, I'll be around, but also the homies from the NPC Collective. So talk about Richie Branson, Samus, K Murdoch, D&D Sluggers, 1UP, IQ, Doug Funny, Shubzilla, so many more. So uh, Thursday, it all gets started. There's a 6.30 panel that 1UP is doing called The Fine Line of Music. 7 p.m. Thursday at MAGFest, Richie's playing. 8 p.m. Main Stage, D&D Sluggers is playing. Friday. We got from 5 to 10, an NPC Collective concert at the Mega Manathon stage, which is raising money for charity. They will be streaming it at twitch.tv slash halfemptyenergytank. So you can catch it there or in person. From 5 to 10 p.m., I'll be playing as well as everybody else. 9 p.m., there's a panel by Rich Branson about going viral, which is what he knows a whole lot about. And 11.30 p.m., a Fan Bros panel that I will be a part of. Saturday. 12 noon, 12.30 rather, leveling up panel. Myself, Samus, DJ Cutman, K Murdoch, and a lot of others about leveling up your music and attempting to sell your music, which is hard these days. 3 p.m., 1UP Creative Mind Frame has a set. 3 p.m., 6 p.m., Kadesh Flow plays. And from 6.30 p.m. to 12 a.m., there's a Nerdcore Showcase uh, sponsored by my good buddy, Chris Allen, IQ of Music from the Heart. So check that out. And um, yeah, that's where you'll be able to see me. This is my last to- show for January, for sure. I'm not taking any shows, I, I promise. Um, also, I just finished the year in gaming song. I'm going to play you that. And then we're going to get into this interview with the big homie Merce. Um, we had a great time. Not really an interview, more of a conversation. Uh, thank you for showing showing up, coming through, and talking some wrestling with me. Um, I always like to hear wrestling from a true fan's perspective as well as a, a hip-hop artist or a musician or a person who creates content because they understand the business side of things so 
gave some great insights on a lot of things. So listen up, kiddos, and enjoy. It is Matt Mania, and it is starting now. Ring the bell. Happy New Year. You know how we do about this time. Make it rain. K. Murdoch. May all your troubles last as long as your New Year's resolutions. And yeah, 2016 was the year to remember. Some new hardware dropped and plenty new contenders. And no one exactly ran away with the crown. So without further ado, yo, let's break this down. Nintendo had a year that was strange to predict. They stopped producing Wii U's and announced the Switch. The biggest releases weren't even games that I would get. Played one level of Mario on the iOS. Sony announced 50 million PS4 sold. Xbox One sales are about half. Oculus and Vive hit the market this year, and the verdict's still out on it. VR is trash. Disney quit software, which was pretty sad, because the Disney Infinite games actually are kind of rad. Mighty Number no. 9 finally hit the stores. Developers didn't step it up, and neither did the scores. Fans wanted Mega Man, but they didn't listen. But I did the ending credits theme, so all is forgiven. Overall, games were still intense, but I noticed the increase of use of quick time events. Super light is as common as usual, quite expected. We got new Titanfalls, Dishonored, Diggers Axis, Street Fighter 5 dropped, and I had to say congratulations to Capcom for selling half a game. Uh, quite a hustle if you can manage to pull it off, and they did, because I bought it, it's not bad at all. A lot of disappointment, but one game I know was hot, Blizzard's dope shooter, that would be Overwatch. Great graphics and super smooth controls with huge right characters and fun game modes. Great team mechanics you can pick up and go. Bastion's kind of OP and Roadhog's really slow. But I'm a mercy so I can support the team. But I get my kills too. Her pistol is pretty mean. But Joe Solo plays a nightmare. I'm looking for a group, really. Well, let me get back to this. Thought the game in the year would be No Man's Sky. They promised a whole lot of cool things, but bro man lied. Took it back in two days, please, don't ask why. Hello Games made some updates, but man, it's too late. Stardew Valley has some great balance. Salt and Sanctuary, Hyper Light Drift, there were quite a challenge. Final Fantasy 15 shut down the haters, or as I like to call it, Boy Band Simulator. But really, I enjoyed it. I thought the hype was justified. Anybody on the fence, I say it's worth a try. Pokemon Go was a certified hit. Took the world by storm. Then Pokemon went. But that short burst will pay dividends soon. On the November release of Pokemon Sun and Moon. Mafia 3 had some walking controls, but great story. And killing races, downright gold. Watch Dogs 2, inspiration was iffy. The lead character looked familiar. Hmm, Richie? I love the fact that the lead cat was black and dual scores, all the things made the soundtrack. Yo, Uncharted 4 was like watching the movie. Star Wars Battlefront looked great, but was booty. Kids downloaded every COD trailer, and everybody swore the new game would be a failure. But lo and behold, Infinite Warfare, Activision made loot, didn't sweat it or care. I like Battlefield 1, but online was a mess to me. And I can't front, I'm still playing Destiny. And as for me, you know I played a lot of shows like the UK, Scotland, Paris, and Tokyo. Released a mixtape, stayed out of prison, and my podcast got its 10,000th listen. I met Aisha Tyler, I made a couple rounds, made a lot of friends, even dropped a couple pounds. Working on the next album, making sure it's fire. I might be getting older, but not ready to retire. Presently, brands stay ready to rock steadily. And if it isn't bringing you up, you gotta let it be. I pray that your endeavors forever be heavenly. Peace out, kids. Here's the 2017. I'm gone.
Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Rand. This is another episode of Matt Mania. We'll be talking about the Royal Rumble and a bunch of other things. I got a special guest. Hi, Matt Mania. This is Merz. What's going on, bro? Hey, man. Just being a maniac of the Matt. <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, so, before we get started, we've done, we did one of these before. We talked a while back. And uh, since then, it was probably like a year ago, uh, a lot of things have happened. Brand splits, new people, old people returning. Um, 2016 has been an up and down year. But real quick, what's your opinion of wrestling in 2016? And I'm mainly say the big leagues, I guess the main one that everybody sees is WWE. But um, of course, there's a whole lot of wrestling out there. But uh, in general, what's your thought on WWE's direction, I guess, in the past year? I really, I still dig it. Uh, I wish a lot more other, I wish UFC would catch on to the way they're branding things and not charging us for pay-per-views. Um, freeze up money for merch and going live events that way. Um, but yeah, it's also to a point where there's too much. Um, we got but that's a, a good thing. right now. That's true. Um, I think if it's good content, I guess too much of a good thing is not always bad. But no, I'm not. I'm not complaining. It's just hard for me to keep up now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Because you used to be able to. You know, I guess they made it more quality. Because now you used to kind of be able to sit out SmackDown. You know. Mm, this is a good point. I think that's probably exactly why they've done this. The the brand split is like, oh, you think you can just miss this show and still know what's going on? Nah, completely yeah. different storylines on each show. Um, and then they've, they've added shit like talking smack to catch you up if you can't watch the whole show, which I like. Yeah, it's really helpful. Um, one thing I noticed as I'm trying to catch up, I, I try to make my watching time as short as possible and still get everything that's happening. So one thing I always remember is that they're always going to do like a recap at the very beginning of the episode. So SmackDown particularly, I noticed... There's always the main things that happened last week. They're going to show them for like the first five minutes. So yeah. if you didn't see it, you caught up and you can go. Or if you did see it, you can just DVR fast forward a little bit to get on with the with the rest of the show. Uh, I, I just feel like they could also maybe cut an hour off raw. I wouldn't be mad. You know, we, I'm gonna get into that because there's this show they they just put out called Bring It to the Table. Have you heard about this? Oh yeah, with Peter Rosenberg. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. Rosenberg is um, it's Rosenberg, Paul Heyman, and JBL, and they're talking about basically topics that you know the internet and the fans talk about. And nobody agreed about making the show shorter. They were like, "You guys don't understand how this works. There's millions of dollars at stake for that extra TV hour." Blah blah blah. That gives a lot of uh, other wrestlers opportunities yada 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 and so when they finally broke it down to rosenberg he was like well i guess i guess i don't want two hours but he's like you know what i do i want i want two hours and paul Heyman's like well that's just your stupid opinion <laughs> you know so but i mean that's like the thing is like quality wise they know it should be two hours but yeah if there's things behind the scenes that make it work that way like if i'm on tour and this opener is paying to be on the tour the show might be a little longer and might drag a little in the beginning, but that guy is helping me pay for these television screens you see, or the pyro, or, you know? Yep. So it's a small price to pay, you know? Uh, 
Whereas during the show, if it, if there's a not necessarily a bad opener, but just an opener you didn't necessarily think you're gonna see or pay to see, uh, you could you know wait that out that 15, 20, 30 minutes, just like I guess with a whole other hour you can kind of wait that out. <laughs> it's really yeah, that's you can really, check your phone or something. Yeah, you could just go on Twitter or uh, handle business, send emails. I don't know, but um, anyway. So we own it now, so we might as well talk about it. SmackDown versus Raw. What's the better show right now and why? I without question it have to be Raw. It's just too long. But Raw, you know, and I'm a Cena guy. Um mm. and I love AJ Styles. Um I've even become a Dean Ambrose believer, but Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, like I don't I don't know. It's just yeah. and then I think SmackDown has the better announcer. I think they have too many announcers. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not an easy win. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I. You know, it's, and it's hard. I, I Raw wins out, but I probably. Wa- I'll probably be watching SmackDown more because it's shorter. It's more concise. It's easier to keep up with, and it's there's not a huge drop off in quality. Um, the women's division. I'm not a. You know, I'm not a fan of on SmackDown as much. Okay, um, and then I miss New Day. I, it's hard to call it, man. <laughs> Fuck, it's, man. it's really hard, man. I think... This week Raw had the better show, hands down. You think so? Oh man. Well, I'm gonna get into both shows this week, and we'll talk about it. Yo, your opinion, as usual, very different than most of the internet. Most people say SmackDown is running away with this, and it's not even close. The now, only reason SmackDown won in the ratings is because of Cena, who all those people on the internet hate. And the only reason I like SmackDown is because of people of of Cena, who gave the best promo of the month, of the year so far, which is not much to say. (laughs) But the best promo since The Miz and Daniel Bryan promo. That was probably not a, that was probably a shoot. Yeah, it was great, man. I felt it. Now, um, I feel like, speaking of that Miz thing, that's kind of when I started tuning into SmackDown. I was like, okay, after the Talking Smack thing, with Miz going off, I was like, all right, now this is kind of must-see TV. And I like that they're stretching it out. Miz has become, like, legit the number one heel on the show. Like, there's not a lot of guys that can get, like, legit heat, you know? And uh, and he's one of them. And uh, so what do you think of the Miz and what he's shown in the past year or so? Now, yeah, he, he might be my favorite wrestler of the year, if we were going to talk about that early. But, yeah, wow. and if it's it's Miz CTV, not must-see TV. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, fu- I, lo- I love him, man. Um, Yo, he's great, man. I, I love it because it's it's like legit. Like people really hate this dude. So yeah, it, it takes it Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho to do the same job on Raw that Miz is doing all by itself. Hmm. That's a good point. Well, he's kind of combating with Roman and you see what, you know, the crowd is still mixed on Roman. So it's like, I think the Roman effect is is kind of making it hard to dislike Jericho and Owens. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's kind of. It's kind of like AJ Styles and Cena. Like Cena and Roman are the same wrestler to me. Mm. Like mm. in five years, Roman will be doing TV. Probably he'll be the he's the next Cena. Oh, I hope Kid, I hope so. I mean, that would be cool to see, but I don't know if he has the charisma of Cena. Or yeah, guys that's in the true. Past, like the Rock, I guess he, he, like that. he's getting the same mixed reaction. Kids love him, yeah. adults hate him. Yeah, yeah. 
um i think roman's he's wrestling his ass off as of late i've i've actually seen a lot of really good matches i don't know what it is um i think can we get to the bottom of it what's the what's, what's the deal him? what's the deal I think with it's just roman? the push people didn't like the push okay. i think we always liked him no but no no one wanted them shoved down their throats but wwe was dealing with so many injuries they had no choice but to push him early man my argument to that is even in the shield roman got like the biggest reaction they knew the fans wanted him solo every time they would tease a breakup they cheered roman they were all about it and then they just weren't all about it i feel like the booking it just like it went from zero to 60 like making him like superman and uh and people don't like that yeah no i got it became too much of a push but it I think there's still love for him. I've, I've never, I've never switched sides on him. Mm. But, but I'm a Cena man, so you know. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, that's cool to see. So Cena coming back. AJ and Cena just had a, a really great promo back and forth thing on the last SmackDown. AJ says some things like, "We don't need you. You're a part timer. You know, like your time is up. Like you can't just come in here demanding title shots and blah blah blah." Cena has kind of accepted that. Like, look, I'm John Cena. Like his new, I guess his new catchphrase is, I'm John Cena, recognize. So he's like, yeah, he mentioned like being Superman. He mentioned, oh, how can I just come in here and ask for a title shot? Cause I'm John Cena. So I think uh, it's interesting that they're, they're going into a little bit of reality here where it's like, it's John, you know that this dude is a draw. Like whether you love him or hate him. Yeah. For all the for all you SmackDown homers and fans <laughs> out there, he's the reason they beat, and the only reason they will ever beat Raw in the ratings is John Cena. Well, Dean this, Ambrose, yeah. The Miz, and fucking AJ Styles are not gonna carry that show over Raw in no way in hell. Nah, I think you're right, man. It's it's obvious. It showed. So what did Raw do this week to combat that? I don't know if you saw, but they've been advertising that they're gonna have not only Shawn Michaels coming back to Raw next week, but Undertaker also Undertaker. They're like, nah, we're not playing this. Like, we need to get back on top. I mean, it was. I think like the fucking. I I love the Jericho Owens thing. I love it. They're doing it well. Um, the New Day. Um, even Rusev and um, Mahal, like mm. taking like letting Rusev just cool off a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm just loving what they're doing over there. Stephanie's not as exciting as Daniel Bryan. Mick mm. Foley is still the you know the guy. I don't know, man. I go back and forth, but cause, because, I mean, just because I love Cena. Cena this week when he said what he said about passion, like. You walk down that aisle, be, that ramp, because you have to. I walk down that ramp because I want to. Mm. Was like, oh, it was like manna from heaven. Damn, yeah, like it was like okay, okay. I feel like it. even all the Cena haters have to respect that. Like that guy, <laughs> he's like that's why I love Shane McMahon so much because he doesn't have to throw himself off a steel cage. Yeah. He wants to. He wants to. Like that's something else, man. And um, a quick. Speaking of Cena, we'll talk about it. Um, Paul Heyman said on the Bring It to the Table show with Rosenberg that John Cena is the absolute biggest, best, greatest WWE superstar of all time, no question. And people were like, really? Really? You think that? And he's like, absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you why he said it in a minute, but agree or disagree? Disagree by one person. 
Like, there's no, there's no wrestling without Hogan. Period. Nah. He's better yeah. than everyone else, except, and he's a better wrestler than Hogan, and just as charismatic. Yeah. But you can't give it to, and I mean, even just on the same fact, like John Cena still hasn't had his own cartoon. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling made it possible to have a big John Stud cartoon. <laughs> he made it possible to have action figures. I don't know if John Cena could have done that. John Cena's a way better rapper though. Like I don't know. Like it's just know. like put Hogan it in might have some bars. He, he's got he's got half of it down. He can he can drop the N word, but uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> Maybe I should have went there, but did you hear it? He said Lil Wayne gave him the pass to drop the N-word, and since then, he's he's been okay with that. Wow. I Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence about the N-word, but in the context in which he used it, in the privacy of his own conversation, I was never mad at him. Yeah. Um, He's a white, he's a, what, 60-year-old white person? <laughs> like, right. he just taught to use that word. Like, yeah. And then I wouldn't want my daughter dating that N-word either. <laughs> like, let's just be honest. Like, if you put your yeah. child through private school, do you really want her dating someone with a bunch of tattoos, bad spending habits, and running? he runs around saying the N-word to your daughter all the time? Yeah. Possibly going to cheat on her. You're a professional athlete. You know how other professional athletes behave. Yeah. Come on. Like, it wasn't like Donald Sterling or, you know what I mean? It wasn't like an L.A. Clippers I don't know. Yeah, for me, I like I feel you. I don't think it was as you know as hurtful as some other things that have come out on other people in the past. It's just you know I guess it just didn't it didn't job well with you know WWE and their family friendly policy. So yeah, he had Vince had to, but erasing him from history is kind of ridiculous. Uh, you can erase Snooker if you have to. Got it. You can erase some people, but you can't erase Hogan. That's taking. To be to be out of completely blasphemous, but that's like taking Jesus out of the Bible. No, like why are we even Christians? Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel like, you. It's like and and uh, and I think Doug and Hogan transcends because he's in the Attitude Era and the old school era. Like he's Hogan. <laughs> right. It's he's the WWE Hogan era. He is and an WCW. Era. You couldn't have either one without him. Yeah, he's like so key to like every moment pretty much every every era wow and not only did he say the n-word but he got called the n-word by booker t <laughs> so can't we just call it even well yeah i guess you, you might be right there controversial opinions here on that mania <laughs> but <laughs> i mean it's hard to argue throughout all the all the mess but all right so but anyway back to his name is excuse for saying okay Heyman said no one has kept John Cena's schedule for 15 years. No one's done it. No one's been able to, and nobody ever could. You know, he's had his injuries. He's come back. He's done Hollywood. He's come back. Uh, 15 years of up and down the road being the face of the company makes him the greatest because he felt like nobody else did it as consistently holding to his schedule, which is, you know, the WWE schedule is insane. So he's probably doing. 300 days a year for most of that 15 years and most guys he said the top guys didn't do that they picked and chose 
eventually and kind of politic their way out of certain things. And Cena never did that. So How many days right. a week? Probably, uh, I mean, at least I'm thinking a wrestling schedule is at least 300 days a year. Like when you're on top because you're doing all types of press. He's like, he does press in every city. He does Good Morning America, then comes Wrestle, then comes going across the country as an ambassador across the world, and nobody else does that. Yeah, most make-a-wishes in the history of any celebrity. <laughs> yeah, like, he literally does everything. So, uh, for that reason, and I feel like, I mean, I, I, I don't know the math, but I feel like Ric Flair did quite a bit up and down the road in his time. But, as far as I, I can't argue that like keeping that schedule for this long or that long I mean now he's a bit part-time but but keeping the schedule that long without a whole lot of major injuries and yeah I mean it's he's literally held wrestling down for the 2000s you know what I mean so I don't know it's it's no I I definitely like I said only reason I give it to Hogan is because he laid the foundation without Hogan there is no Cena right but I mean like I think I tell people all the time my personal experiences with him one on one and you know a few times we did get to hang out he's probably one of the greatest human beings I've met on the planet earth wow like period like just a great human being like I like kind of like people ask me my top five I never put Tupac in because he's above it yeah Okay. John Cena is above wrestling to me. He is like exemplary human, wow. like period. Like, so I, I don't, I, I, like in wrestling, I'll give it to Hogan. But when it comes to just being a human being and great at your craft and just being a good person, John Cena is one of the most dedicated, beautiful people I've ever met. Wow. All right. Well, it's hard to argue with that, man. Just looking at his track record and from what he said, like he's, he's the fact that he's come back so many times basically because he wanted to like he didn't have to this dude could be i feel like he could be a leading man in hollywood somewhere maybe not on the rocks level but somewhere near that yeah yeah, he's not on the rocks level but i think he works and if there was no mark Wahlberg, maybe on the rocks level <laughs> maybe but they're always you know yeah i i and i feel like flares on another level because when you get into flair and foley like you're talking about people who have contributed to the art form. Like Charlotte Flair, maybe between the Miz and Charlotte are my favorite wrestlers of the year. Mm, and I can you know, Cena, Cena may or may not ever contribute that to the business. You know? Wow. Uh, okay. And Rocky definitely is another person that respects the history, continues to come back, and, and you know that there's there's that per- people who are like building generations of wrestlers. Wow. Uh, like the you know the the Wyatts and IRS and you know there's there's I guess there's like career wrestlers but like I said as far as celebrity big time shots like no doubt Cena beats the Warrior no doubt Cena over any other Cena over Taker Cena over everyone except for Hogan hmm. but uh, I can't oh argue gosh that. I can't argue you make that. me feel you make me feel bad for not nah. putting him at top nah. but I'm. I mean, Hogan is is special, and like you said, he Hogan might be beyond a top five list. You know what I mean? Like Hogan is wrestling to so many people. He's their entrance point. You know what I mean? Like, so with all that being said, will Hulk Hogan ever return to a WWE ring? What say he? I don't know. What did they say on? I was wait. I wanted. To, I wanted to watch the show just to see what they said. Oh man, I 
I wanted to see what you thought before I told you. But basically, they said, yeah, they said it'll happen at some point. Okay, good. Woo. <laughs> I try I not to like have an opinion on those things. I just hope. I, it's wrestling. Yeah, and I hope so. And it, like they always say, never say never in wrestling. Never ever. So anything can happen. Question is, what does the crowd? How does the crowd react if Hogan? If the music hits, I feel like everybody just goes crazy and goes back to normal. You know. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think we were mad at them. I think if WWE would have kept him, it would have been like the NFL. You know, they, they would have been in trouble Yeah, for not firing him. I think they felt like they had to. They I don't had think to. they wanted to. Yeah, I feel like they had to as well. Yeah, the media would have torn WWE up, and it wasn't a time. They have so much invested in the WWE. It's kind of like Empire. I watch Empire. I don't know if you guys watch Empire. <laughs> I watch Empire. But it's like when their, their streaming service launched, like they couldn't afford to have too much bullshit going on. And WWE is a similar thing. They're launching this, you know, this new platform the WWE Network, they couldn't afford to have Hogan. They couldn't afford to be mired in. Even as much as they owe Hogan, they couldn't fight that battle right then. Yeah. They had to get our 999. <laughs> yeah. I feel like now that they're what, well over a million subscribers, things are rolling well. Like, there's, they must, business must be good with them splitting up brands, adding a cruiserweight show, adding a, a after talk show for everything like there's a new show every week it seems at this point so business must be good unless they're just throwing a bunch of things at the wall to see what sticks so since business is good i feel like you, you let it ride out for a little bit and then um you know you, you surprise everybody with a hogan appearance one day one day i wouldn't be mad at it wrestlemania wrestlemania 40 uh, okay great Gray haired Hogan, no one can no one can be mad at gray haired Hogan. <laughs> right. If he's like old to the point where he can barely walk down the aisle, like no one could be mad at that. No one could boo. No one could be angry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and if it comes down to me riding with Hogan or the or the NAACP, I'm with Hogan. Alright. Now that that's out there. Alright. Yeah. Well that no lives matter. <laughs> Oh man, Hulkamaniacs around the world unite. Yeah, Hulkamania matters. I need that shirt. <laughs> Yo, they need to put that on the shirt. Hulkamania matters. Oh my I'll god. I'll wear that to Mania if I go this year. Yo. <laughs> okay. Alright, well on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some Royal Rumble talk and we're going to finish off the show. This is Merce, this is Mega Rand, this is Matt Mania. Hey party people, it's Kate Murdoch here. And I want to talk to you about something real fresh, real new that myself and Mega Rand are doing now. And it involves you, the fans. Myself and Mega Rand just launched a Patreon, a monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get free exclusive downloads, a guaranteed song a month, and if you pledge at the $10 level, you'll get a free project a month, whether it be something we do together, whether it's something solo, a side project that I engineer or produce, it's guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So, if you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans so check it out patreon.com slash bits and rhymes that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash bits and rhymes and now back to your regularly scheduled 
program. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Rand. I'm back. It's Matt Mania. We're in January somewhere. It's 2017. January means Royal Rumble. So, we got to talk about it. My special guest, Merce, is in the building. Well, the virtual yeah. building. We in the on the phone line, which is in a building somewhere. So Exactly. <laughs> Hello. So, here we go. Uh, Royal Rumble's happening. Raw, I thought, did a really good job this week talking about and, and hyping up the Royal Rumble. We had Goldberg come back. Goldberg's deal is he's come back in order to get a world title shot at WrestleMania. Um, also, I feel like him and Brock Lesnar will have to cross paths in that Royal Rumble. Um, they did something really cool. They had Roman go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Goldberg at the end of Raw. And then they both got together to double spear. Double spear. Oh, yeah, my heart sore. I marked out. I did. I can't front. I did. So they put the double spear down on Big Braun Strowman. Best thing I like about the Royal Rumble is seeing top guys go at it with lower card guys. Like, I love that. So that's why I always enjoy the Royal Rumble. So do you want to see any surprises, any, like, swerves, any, any NXT guys coming up, anything... Um, out of the ordinary and who's your pick like who do you want to go to to Wrestlemania oh my gosh who's my pick I mean but who's going like what do you, is it going to be one person from each brand that's what I don't get <laughs> yeah they haven't quite said it but on Smackdown I think it was uh, who was it oh Baron Corbin who said oh I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble and I'm taking your title at Wrestlemania so I think whoever wins is going to challenge for their brand's belt or something like that. Well, I that. think somebody from SmackDown is going to win because they need the help. Sorry, SmackDown fans. Yeah. I like the old way where they would have the person win, then choose which belt he wanted to go after. I thought that was cool. It doesn't seem like they're going to do that. They're keeping the belts and keeping the characters on each show. Um, uh, sidebar, I actually like the way SmackDown is pushing... Uh, Baron Corbin. I feel like in the beginning there was a little bit of a rough start. We used yeah. to call me and my homies called him Boring Corbin, and, yeah. um, <laughs> and it took a long time to kind of get get going, get over. Like I remember he was one of the one of the oldest, like longest running guys in NXT, and it took him a long time to come up. And and finally when they did, you know, they were really dedicated to him. Ironically, I think his first match was against Dolph, and then his match last last night was against Dolph. So. Dolph has a good way of, of putting guys over and, and making making you believe it. I mean, he sells like no other. Um, yeah, Baron. Baron is doing better. He is. He's doing better. Warren Corbin. <laughs> so between him and like Braun Strowman, I feel like they got their, their, their tough kind of bad on the mic, but badass guy on both shows who's just like kind of wrecking shop. So both of them should have a decent run in the Rumble. Uh, but... If, yeah, you know what? I, I you know, I'm, I take that back. Now we talk about it. I'm going Balor, surprise guest, wins. Uh, okay, Balor wins, then gets KO at WrestleMania, you think? Yeah, or whoever's champion. Or Roman, or whoever. Yeah. Finn Balor gets his title back at Mania. Ah. Okay. I had, I've seen a lot of things going around the internet. Just want to get your thoughts on it. Goldberg winning the royal rumble goldberg um challenging of course for the for the raw title and roman reigns beating kevin owens 
with Jericho up above the ring. And then we get Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, Battle of the Spears. What do you think about that? That sounds like something they would push on us, but that would probably... They know better because of... Who was it? The Brock... The first debacle with that that was Brock Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Like, Roman's not a good enough wrestler to carry Goldberg. Roman is a way better wrestler than Goldberg. Roman may be even getting better than John in the ring. Maybe. But he's not good enough to carry Goldberg to make a decent match. And if Goldberg runs through Roman, actually, now that I now that we walk through it, Goldberg running through Roman would be great. The crowd would love. Oh, they would go nuts. They would love that. They would. Uh, That's the only thing is that people want to see Roman lose so bad. So it's like an event like that would be perfect. You know, you get Goldberg a short match and he squashes him. Now. But Goldberg is almost at gray-haired Hogan point to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 almost. I think, I, and I've heard all types of rumors and innuendo about why the match with Brock went so short. I don't know if maybe one of them was hurt or they just decided to just swerve everybody. Just like, well, screw y'all. We're going to make it a minute long. Um, is there you, any official word on that? There's no official word. Like, nobody really knows why the match was so short. They just... They just—I guess—they're leading us to think. Well, that's just the way they booked it. Um, I think they wanted a short match to kind of not poke fun at UFC, but just to kind of roll a little bit adjacent to that. You know what I mean? Like a lot of their title matches have been really short, so they're just like, wow. "Hey, let's give them a big match, but give them a really short one that'll get you excited." You know? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Or maybe it was a punishment for Brock for for testing dirty. I don't know. I have no idea. That's the great thing about it is it's not predictable. We could, you know, whatever we come up with, they'll probably come up with something even better. Right. I haven't been disappointed. I think Hunter is doing a great job. Whoever's back there is doing a great job these days. I'm pleased with all the. I'm glad that each each brand has its own tag team titles. Each brand has its own women's title. Um, I'm liking the push on Nia Jax, and I like Nia Jax and Bailey. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that just the women's division is lacking over at SmackDown right now. I think Alexa Bliss is very good. I like the La Luchadora thing they're adding. That's dope to me. Yeah, I like that. Reminds I, me I kind of, I kind of disagree. I think I like SmackDown's women women's division a little better, only because I felt like for the longest time the the Raw women's division was just a two woman division you know it was just Sasha and Charlotte like most of the year Bailey kind of floundered a little bit not not like she wasn't showing up but she wasn't in any big matches probably the entire year um Nia Jax just kind of squashed people um who else Alicia Fox like there was nobody else so it was a two sometimes three woman uh division whereas Smackdown you know they got Natty they got uh Nikki Bella they got you know, um, you got so many other ones. I mean, I love Alexa. Her coming up was cool for a while. They had uh, Eva Marie, um, Carmella. Like they're giving a lot of women a chance to get some TV. But what I what I what I see in your, if I could look into your taste, these are the better looking women. But they're they're not the better wrestling women over there. I agree. Okay. Bailey, Sasha, yeah. Charlotte, and Nia by far are the best female wrestlers in either league i think okay i can agree with that 
but I feel like I like SmackDown giving more people an opportunity, I guess is what I'm thinking. Okay. Not necessarily. Okay. I mean, Respect. if you Respect. only got three, because I don't think Nia's quite there yet, but oh! if, if oh! you got three, <laughs> three great women wrestlers and all they do is fight all year, then it's like, wow, where's like where's the story progression you know so they waited till literally the end of the year to end the sasha charlotte thing like it was literally the entire year so bailey didn't have a moment in that at all i guess mainly so that they could kind of push bailey for this year and see what happens with that so now it's still a four-woman race you know because naya's starting with with sasha so it's still a four-woman race when you got five, six women getting a chance on SmackDown. And maybe it is because of the lack of maybe ability or depth over there. They're like, well, we don't have any strong women. So let's just kind of keep working these different combinations. So hopefully somebody will rise. I disagree with you on better looking. I mean, I don't know. I think, I don't know. That's not, that's not why I made my pick. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I I think that um, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel I I I feel what you're saying. Ah, is it better to have more opportunity? I don't know. Just Nikki and Natty are just of that era where I'm like, <laughs> like it's still Sable to me. I don't know. Yeah, it feels kind of old. Like, guys, let's let's move along. You know. Yeah, like I I I like Carmella. I like I like the whole fucking. Carmel's worst or Car Car what is it called? Uh, uh, I, I forgot what they called it. Carmel's worth or whatever. Car oh, Car yeah. What is that? What it's gonna be? Carmel's worth. <laughs> I don't know. But I love yeah, it. I like that. I like that. Okay, that leads me to my next point. I'm glad you brought up Ellsworth. Favorite underdog of 2016. We got a few here. I would say Heath Slater. His story. Ooh, ooh. James Ellsworth or ooh. or TJ Perkins. No way, TJ Perkins. He comes off too arrogant to be an underdog. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's he fun. And yeah, he's, he's he's probably a little more confident than the average underdog. Um I guess I guess I guess Heath because Heath is a better worker. James Ellsworth is like hilarious, but <laughs> Like but he, yeah, like he's just a joke. But it's great. It works. And yeah, Rhino. It was just such an unlikely team. Like it was great. It was yeah. That was great, man. For him, like looking for a job and popping up on both shows, and Brock Lesnar destroying him and telling he don't give a shit about his kids. Like oh man, it was just such great stuff for him to rise above all that and become tag team champs with with Rhino of all people. Like great story man it was it almost reminded me i guess the previous year i guess you compare it to like maybe zach Ryder, you know an underdog all the time who then gets his big win at wrestlemania so uh and then had a, a bad break i think he just got hurt so but um yeah I, i'm gonna say slater because of his ability definitely um ellsworth was was great entertainment and still is um they talked about that a little bit on that show and uh, i think Rosenberg asked JBL, like, don't you think, you know, Ellsworth's spot could have been for someone else, like an NXT guy or a guy in the back who's not getting used? Don't you think maybe that would have been better used with someone else? And um, and he said, man, this is business. And in business, you follow the money. 
Ellsworth is ratings, believe it or not. And uh, he's, he's money. And, like, people love this dude. You know, they're buying his T-shirt now. Like, he's money. So until someone can, you know, outdraw him or out, you know, outshine him, then, uh, you know, we're going to go with yeah, it. Yeah, and I feel like, I feel like it's when, like, when white people or even some black, when Americans complain about Mexicans taking their job. I'm no. like, motherfucker, you weren't going to clean that toilet anyway. <laughs> True. Like, like, no one in the back was going to come be a fucking goofball <laughs> for the people. Yeah. Like, Bo Dallas get... tried the fucking, what were they called when Heath Slater was part of that group? Whatever the fuck. Uh, the, the 3MB or something. Uh, yeah. The, the or the out, social outcast. The outcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they tried being goofy, but they're all too talented to be goofball. <laughs> you right. know? Maybe no one. I think you're right. Nobody else would have took like, that. We need a doink. <laughs> like, this yeah. is the new doink. Yeah. Like, he's not taking a job from anyone. He's filling a, a void that desperately has been needed to be filled for a decade plus. Yeah, you need a you need a a joke character almost. You know, so and who else would take that kind of ridicule? I mean, constantly from not just from the other wrestlers, but the commentary. It's just constant. You know what I mean? Like, he's just a joke. So the every rodeo doink. needs a clown. Yeah, yeah, new doink. And there hasn't been a rodeo clown in WWE in years. I mean, George the Animal Steel was kind of it. I don't know who started that lane, but Doink was one of those. What'd you say? Uh, uh, what's the what's the little dude? Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Uh, oh shit, I forgot about him. <laughs> what was the the Tanaki? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the um Funaki and um Fun- and uh, Taka for a while. They were they were the comedy. Um, yeah. Tajiri for a while was the comedy with him and William Regal doing their thing. Uh, I guess it's like um, fucking, what you call it? The Golden Truth. Yeah. You need yeah. that. And SmackDown needs a Golden Truth. And the Golden Truth shirt is amazing. And the Ellsworth shirt is amazing. I own a Golden Truth shirt. <laughs> Yo, the shirt is dope. I bought it immediately. <laughs> I didn't even, I bought it and I forgot all about Step Brothers. <laughs> and then Yo, it just became even more funny. It's the, really shirt, the shirt's a double entendre. It's amazing. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so I think that's basically it. Um, one last thing that happened on SmackDown. Oh, can I? Can I? Can I take out Heath and put in our truth for? Uh, to me, for underdog of the year. Yeah, he was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. Him and Goldust were dead. You're right. Are they? Are they? Are they not dead anymore? Did I miss something? Are they? <laughs> You don't find them entertaining now? Yo, they're like they, zombies. They get I'll like, like they get like five minutes alive. of TV time. They don't win. Like what? <laughs> they what? They're the Walking Dead. Are they they're not the dead? dead the <laughs> they're, like they're, they're no threat to a tag team championship. No. Like I don't know. But I mean, if they win it, it'll be they have better T-shirts than. But I I have kids. <laughs> I got I need this job. I have kids. It's great. Yeah, like I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be like the WWE. I'm gonna split it. I'm gonna split it into SmackDown and and, and okay, and, okay, that's fair. But to your credit, you're right. They're not back from the dead. Okay. <laughs> they're just I mean, walking. like people talk about uh, what Brizongo. Like they're they're entertaining, you know, and they're both doing well together. But are they? Are they? Are, <laughs> are they alive? Like <laughs> they have a job and they do make some TV they're, every week. They're tax swoggle. There's the hornswoggle part. There's no hornswoggle in Raw yet. Who's the hornswoggle of Raw? Um, 
The tag swoggle is Breezango and SmackDown. The horn swoggle is Ellsworth. <laughs> yeah. The horn, the tag swoggle of of Raw is Golden Truth. Who's the horn swoggle of Raw? They need a horn swoggle of Raw. Yeah, I think I guess they need a they need a joke character. And that whole um, three hours, that's maybe like I need to laugh a little bit, to take away the pain of having to watch it all. It might be kind of Titus. I don't know. Titus has been on a, yes. a, a little bit of a joke thing lately. Yes. I don't know. It might but then, be yeah, yeah, because he lost too. He got his ass kicked by Strowman. Yeah. Then the following week, he got his ass kicked by Xavier. Yeah, and he twerked. <laughs> he did. He did twerk. So he just needs a great T-shirt. I feel like it's at the time for a cool Titus Brand T-shirt, and I'd I'd buy it if it's good. I'll buy it. Yeah, Titus needs to go full full horns twoggle. <laughs> I think so. It might be time for him to just get completely silly. Just take it but, all off and let's just this this is have just wild out. Yeah, have fun because he has kids. His kids are at the age where they're silly, like ten, eight years. You know the twins. Mm-hmm. And we know he's a great guy. Everybody loves him. Goof it up, man. Yeah, yeah. I had to goof it up. Speaking of goofing it up, the new day uh, recently lost, but they did set the record. Um, thoughts on what the new day's next direction is? What do you want them to do next? What's what's up? with that i want kofi kingston to win the royal fucking rumble he's been the greatest mm-hmm. entrant in the rumble most spectacular performances the yeah. walking on his hands he's amazing yeah he's made that match so many years he, from me he lives and he's never won and never i know won. it doesn't make sense for the storyline <laughs> but i need him to win a royal rumble in his lifetime he steals the show every time like you, you can count on it like you can't continuously fucking shun this man. Give him a shot, let him blow it. But I'd pay to see Kingston a screw job where Kingston, <laughs> Kofi Kingston wins the fucking Wrestle wins WrestleMania. Yeah, it would be great, man. I would love it. That's like funny. does he need to get back was... implants? Is that what Vince is waiting on? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that would man, that would be something. Cause yeah, he, he makes a moment every single time. Um, Man, so I was talking to some buddies and we all kind of agreed. I think New Day's new direction I would like to see is for them to wrestle solo, not break apart, still be homies, but like just all make a dent in this in the singles department, but still be yeah buddies. full, full like, on DX. Yeah, like go for it, going for the U.S. title, going for the world title, going you know like just getting dope singles opportunities, but still being a unit. I think would be cool for them. I think KO and Big E could put on a show for the heavyweight or for the Universal. Yeah, I think I think Kofi can can hold the U.S. and I think Xavier can go for cruiserweight. I think he's small enough. Yeah, I think so. If they made a solid run for all three titles, man, that would be dope. But that's what they mentioned on the show. I'm glad they're gonna start focusing on their solo career. Yeah, I'm glad too. I want to see that. I'm, I'm happy to been seeing you know a lot more Xavier in the ring, and he's been doing his thing. So that's what's that's yeah, it's great. And I feel like he can fucking yeah. I, I think they could do some damage, like you said, put a dent in it, get some more shirts out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and just go full DX. Like they should be the new NWR, the new DX. Yeah, just like making fun of people, clowning everybody, and you know, and winning some matches. I think that. Was I kind of I kind of thought that they were gonna let. I wasn't mad when they, I thought they were going to let Titus in for a sec. <laughs> I thought for a sec, too. Like, maybe 
Nah. I was like, I'm not going to be mad at this if he just shuts up <laughs> and, and, and plays the big guy role. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to let a Latino or a female or a, or, a, or a white person into the New Day as well. Right, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. But like you know, and but I guess someone they have to be funny. I guess they're goofy DX. Like, yeah, they got it. Yeah, DX was goofy, but they were to the left of goofy, <laughs> goofy and vulgar. So I guess I don't know. But yeah, I yeah, feel who, like. Do you know anybody in Raw that'd be a good addition <laughs> to the New Day? Um, you know, it's funny. I thought back in the day that that Sasha might have been a, co- but she's a little too cool. Um, yeah. Or if before all the switching, you know, happened, I was thinking Naomi, you know, or something like that. Because I've seen, you know, she's got a lot of personality, haven't seen really the silly side. Or, and they actually teased it and got me really excited, Bailey. Bailey, yeah. Boom. Bailey. In the new day. Now that would I feel like if perfectly. somebody wrote the right lines for Bailey, she could be there. Yeah. That would be perfect. So, uh, Bailey's getting her title shot at Royal Rumble. Do you think she has what it takes? Does she go over? Oh yeah, she's the she's the fucking shit. Is I don't. She, is she I mean, winning? I love Charlotte. Charlotte's Charlotte undefeated I'm, at pay per view. Completely undefeated forever at pay per view in singles matches. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not mad either way. Like, you know, we're both going to be in San Antonio, hopefully for this. Uh, for the for Pack South and like that's the reason I'm I'm spending my three fifty on a fucking floor seat is because not just because of Charlotte but Charlotte's one of the, Cena Charlotte I don't care who wins like even AJ AJ like I'm I'm a Cena fan for for life but due to my um upbringing and um gang sensitivities I can't wear Cena shirts anymore because it's just an obvious blood symbol um <laughs> yeah. I wasn't raised that way no offense to anyone. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll be there in my blue AJ Styles shirt mm-hmm. and my blue Charlotte shirt, but I'll have a Bailey shirt. Like I I love it all. So I but I wouldn't be mad if she doesn't walk away. But does she have what it takes? Fuck yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think so. I think I I mean a People, Sasha screw job would be great for me. That would be dope. That would be dope. I think Sasha Swerve like she came down and fucked Bailey out of her chance. I'd be uh, I'd be stoked. I'm so ready for Sasha to go heel like all the way bad guy like i feel like she's a boss like a boss has to be bad right <laughs> that, i don't know any good bosses i've never had a good boss in my life who'd be like oh it's cool take a day off it's fine never i never never <laughs> bosses are bad people that's what bosses are mean like they gotta it's be not, ruthless sasha the supervisor banks <laughs> <laughs> right like it's okay we just won't tell the boss yeah exactly (laughs) like she is the boss she's the boss like i need her to be evil angry like nxt style like i I would love like she's a great heel um but she's so popular so it's like who knows but i would love to see it like straight evil sasha for yeah because no way to make naya good because then she had to do the gentle giant thing which would be horrible and if sasha went heel like there'd be three heels there'd be charlotte sasha and naya Oh yeah, I guess we would need. They'd have to bring somebody else in before that could work. Yeah, out. I think, and I think I don't know what they're gonna do with Shinsuke. I haven't been watching NXT. Um, I haven't been watching either. Um, but there's a lot of rumors swirling around that either Shinsuke or Joe might pop up at the Rumble. I would be really excited about that. Um, so 
last thing actually there's two last things one is Dolph Ziggler Dolph made a bit of a turn on on yeah, what I didn't since I haven't been watching, know. I didn't get the fuel for that. Has so, he been on this? I don't like anybody. He's shit? just been a loser forever. So I think I don't know. He's just like they're they're the announcers are trying to play it up like he's just snapped. He, he's just tired of taking these losses and coming so close. So I so he like kicked Callisto in the face. Kick Callisto in the face because who Callisto. Kicked, you're came a fucking asshole if you kick Callisto. Like the little guy, like who comes yeah. to help you against the big guy. Yeah, and that's like fuck. Yeah, nah, so, man. That's like kicking be... Toadstool in the face. I mean, <laughs> you're fighting the Mario Brothers and you run over and kick Toadstool in the face. Kick him in the face. <laughs> but like, so why? I was ready for a heel Dolph. Um, I felt like this this story is the perfect thing to to do it. It's like, oh, he keeps losing, so now he's just like, I don't need anybody. And so now he'll probably come out next week. I don't need the fans either. I don't need you guys. But, you know that kind of thing. So maybe maybe it'll help him. But like. I want him to be like young HBK. Like that's that's what I want from Dolph though. I want him to take just take the gimmick and just run with it. Like he's got the super kick. He's got so many other things from other people. He's doing the famouser and everything else. I want him to go full HBK. Go full HBK. I liked his hoodie the other night too with the skull on the back. I wanted yeah, that was my next merch purchase. That's kind of fly. I didn't know they they sold that, but that's that's dope. They don't sell it. I I didn't know oh, what because he usually don't. wears his own hoodies anyway. Yeah, he does. So I was just I was like, oh, is this his new look? Oh, could be. I don't need anybody. Skull. <laughs> right. I don't need. Don't trust anybody. Up. Oh, Stone Cold. DTA. Oh, done. DTA done. There it is. He's gonna do the stunner next week, and it's gonna be set. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's a great worker, man. Yo, I he is. He's one going. of my favorite workers. I. I would love to see him, you know, winning some matches, but you know, he's a uh, man. He's such a good worker, man. That dude sells like nobody's business. He looks like he gets shot when he takes uh, Corbin's move. It looks like this dude took a gunshot. Like he's he's good at that. So, last yeah. thing, um, I guess this will be the last thing. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking about Hall of Fame, which is coming up soon. That they haven't mentioned really anybody that's going to be in there. I want I want to mention two names. They're old school names, so if you're if you're a fan in like the '90s, you'll um you'll you'll know who they are. I want to mention two names that I've been hearing swirling around: Lex Luger and Big Van Vader. Are they Hall? They're not in there already. Nah. Okay, yeah. Fuck yeah. Didn't Vader beat up a talk show host? <laughs> uh, yeah. Among other things, Va- yeah, Vader's a bad dude. And uh, he just recently announced that because it was like some heart problems, he may only have like a year or two to live. Like things are, are kind of bad for him. Um, but he's getting in shape. He's uh, he's getting with DDP, doing DDP yoga. Uh, oh, so I got to get back on my DDP yoga. I lost my DVD. Yo, that stuff is it's legit. I did a couple of I did a couple of lessons, but uh, I don't have to. Hey, this motherfucker Van Vader was born in Linwood. I'm fucking with him. Really. Linwood, California. Wow. I lived there for quite some time. Alright. Okay. And then his movie then his family moved to Compton. What? Vader lived in Compton? Yo. Yes. He was raised with his sister in a rough area of Los Angeles known as South Central. What? He went to Bell High School. What? Yo, I I'm fucking with Vader. Let him in. Let him in. We gotta let him in now. Instantly, I think, because I've always been partial to the big dudes for whatever reason. And big dudes that can move especially. 
Because that was always me, like on the football field. They'd be like, oh, you're a big dude, but you can move, though. So when I see <laughs> that when I see that in wrestling, the guys like Bam Bam Bigelow, yes. guys like even um, Yokozuna, Van yeah. Vader, I always like, I instantly take to those guys. So I'm always going to ride for the big dudes. So Vader, just for being able to do moonsaults at three, 400 pounds, like so much great memories. Like most of his best stuff probably wasn't in WWE or F. I think it was, you know, NWA, WCW, and Japan stuff. But I think he's a Hall of Famer. Gotta let him in. Yeah, I don't know. Like, man, if we could, can we get, can we put big, can we put Big E in his mask? Huh? <laughs> big E with the Vader mask? Cause that's a great mask. Wow. I think it needs to come back. That would be dope. See, but if it was still New Day, it would have to be like pink or something. Yeah, maybe not. Or maybe that's how it comes back. It comes back in pink, like you know, as a as a face mask. Wow, pun intended. Face mask. Face mask. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, because Vader was the one dude I was legit scared of. Like he used to come out in that giant helmet and like the big shoulder pad thing, and like, oh man, it was crazy scary. Like that dude was. Yeah, he was a bad dude. And they say like he was one of those dudes that took liberties in the ring. Like he would let you have it and be like oh, oh really so yeah i feel like there's a lot of politics that might keep him out a lot of dudes are like man he was stiff on purpose he didn't listen he didn't do this he didn't do that and his um relationship with wwe wasn't that great um and but i don't know i think as far as his merit and his ability he needs to go in ddp will get you into the hall of fame <laughs> yeah apparently that's the path man <laughs> ddp will get you in uh, and, let, and we'll, we'll be the, we would hold the narcissist back from being. I don't know, man. Well, the the Elizabeth thing. Um, I don't know if you. Heard. What happened with him and Liz? Elizabeth basically died in in his care. Like they were like binging out on drugs together, and she oh. died, and he was like scared to call the cops and that kind of thing. Yeah, he nah. He's never. He didn't. He probably shouldn't get in. I don't know. Yeah, this is a tough story. He wrote a book. Uh, I've been reading it. It's really good. It's called like Wrestling with the Devil. Like he changed his life, got saved and stuff. And um, okay, but yeah, I mean that'll that'll do it though. That'll send you to Jesus. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. You know, they like to stay away from from con- uh, you know controversy. So uh, I don't know. Abilities wise, I never was a big Luger fan. I didn't really think he could wrestle. He just looked great. But you are know, you come on dude was, the rack i was not a luger fan like he's just a tough dude like he's just big strong but like you know what i don't know he was a fake ass paul orndorff i'll give you that <laughs> right he's a fake ass paul orndorff was wonderful before before he was luger and he didn't get you know all the world titles and coming out of blimps and whatever all the cool stuff they did riding around the bus the lex express and all that cool stuff but who didn't get that? Mr. Wonderful? Mr. Wonderful didn't get all that? Nah. No, he, he just sure got did. one match with Hogan, got squashed, and that was it. That's about it. But um, I don't know, man. Maybe I need to go back and watch some Luger stuff. Honestly, I was a Sting guy, so like I always felt like Luger was like, nah, he's not as good. But you know. When you look back, that's the thing though, is being a why were you a Sting guy? Is because like your adversary had to be great. Like Jay-Z and Nas's feud was great because Nas is Nas. Yeah. If Nas was Meek Mill, it wouldn't be as great, you know? Ah, uh, good point. No disrespect to Meek, but, you know, like... Yeah, I feel you. 
there wasn't like no one saying that Meek got Drake. Like you gotta, you know, you're only as good as the person you like. Tupac and Biggie, unfortunately, is Tupac and Biggie because they're both really good. Uh, that's a good point. All right, like, Sting and Luger was good because, you know, and it also and also we we gotta admit like. Sting is a step above Cena, but Sting and my he's he's probably my personal favorite wrestler of all time. Mm. Not like not not an argument. Hogan without argument, but Sting is like my personal. I won't I can't really dispute it versus Flair or anything like that. It's just who I love to watch. Okay. But like technically Flair shits on him. You know? Oh, yeah. Like there's oh, people yeah. who wrestle circles around Sting. So Luger and Sting having a great feud. Luger had to have some skill. But I will, too, go back and watch because I haven't watched Luger matches since I was a kid. Me neither, man. I uh, All I remember, that's so funny, is like, I think he was like maybe mid-90s and I was out of it for a quick sec around that time. But I was still by the wrestling video games. And I remember buying a game, Super WrestleMania or something like that. And I think Lex Luger was on it. And I was like, oh, he's in WWF now? I didn't even know that. Like, So yeah, yeah. I missed his whole like run for the most part in uh in wwf i just remember lex express he was do these forearms and of course the torture rack i remember that the torture rack i mean it's that a great move like four. nobody even really does that anymore like that was his thing yeah the, the fu is like an inverted torture rack kind of yeah yeah all right so i think that's it really all right we've talked long enough but uh i want to thank you once again for hanging out and chatting wrestling with me and uh Merce, you can't as a musician you can't leave without giving me a song this song can't be one of your own songs it has to be a song that you would come out to the ring to like they're like yo Merce, you're doing the run-in during the uh the roman reigns goldberg main event <laughs> what music is gonna hit when you run out with the chair <laughs> um man Wow. Let's see there. Now you gave me a scenario. I had a song picked out just as my <laughs> Okay, now, yeah. I shouldn't have made it that cuz they wouldn't play your music then. They would you just run out. But I don't know. If you're if you are my a special guest I would, I would use Shiny from the Moana soundtrack. Ah, okay. All right, that's a good. My I don't even know the guy's name from Fly of the Concords, Jake Clements or or the other guy. No. Yeah. It's the J guy. Okay, all right. But, um, it's on the Moana soundtrack. I know no one's listening to that but me. <laughs> Yo, but, um, big shout out to um, Illmind who has a uh, credit on that. He's a uh, he did a couple tracks on there. Oh, um, he did. He did. Yeah. So oh, there's there's a, a hip hop connection. Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clements. Shiny, Shiny from the okay. Moana soundtrack. All right, I'm gonna play a little bit of that just so I don't get sued. I won't play the whole thing. <laughs> I, I, I definitely am. I'll play it. All right. <laughs> also, um, you got a new joint out right now, a song, Colossus. Yeah. Uh, Joyce of Banger. Um, I'm going to just say, as a quick, from a just a quick perspective, I'll be like, hmm, your last single was Rick Grimes is Dead, right? Right. Next one, Colossus. All yes. right. Both of these are comic book-ish references in yes. the title. So, I already know this, but we can let the people know. What's your relationship with comic books? I am a huge comic book fan. Huge, huge, huge. 
I am obscenely behind right now, but I haven't missed a Comic Con since oh six, oh five. Nice. I don't think. Um, and I was going to the ones they used to have at the Shrine Auditorium when I was a kid. Nice. Uh, huge comic book. What are you reading right now? Anything? Um, the newest thing I'm reading is Paper Girls, which is amazing by Brian K. Vaughn, who's amazing. Oh, yeah. Everything he touches is gold. Yeah. Man. Uh, Vaughn is the man. I'm still reading Saga, catching up. Um, Rat Queens, I dig a lot. Yeah. And um, that was the last thing I picked up, actually. Actually, when I was in Europe, I just needed something to read, and I grabbed a uh, the Captain America Hell Hydra story. I just kind of wanted to see how that would make sense, that he would be Hydra. And, of course, it doesn't make sense. But <laughs> so that, that book's kind of whack. But anyway... I did try. Yeah, I, I fell off. I'm just trying to figure out how to sign up for Marvel Unlimited right now to catch up. Oh, Lord. But I'm gonna skip that one. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, you can skip it. It's not. It's not great. But and um, I'm reading um, Neil Gaiman's American Gods right now. As far as not comic book, comic book people. Nice, nice. Gaiman has great stuff. All right. Well, we're gonna go into some Moana soundtrack. And, shiny. Uh, we gonna get out of here. Name Clement. Keep it shiny. Uh, what's the game? Um, oh. Yeah, my new album is Captain California. All the comic book stuff was leading up to that as the title of the album. Yeah. Okay. Any uh, any idea of a date for that? Uh, Mid March. Yeah. Hopefully March seventeenth. Captain California in stores. All right. Well, be ready for that. Um, Mega Rand, this is Merce, Captain California. <laughs> we hanging out. We talked wrestling, and you listened. So thank you for that. Please continue to tell your friends and share and all that good stuff. And um, as always, keep your shoulders off the mat. Uh, I'm out. Peace. Well, Terminator hasn't always been this grab. I was a drab little crab once. Now I know I can be happy as a clam. Because I'm beautiful, baby. Did your granny say, listen to your heart? Be who you are on the inside. I need few words to tear her argument apart. You granny lied. I'd rather be shiny like a treasure from a sunken pirate wreck. Scrub the deck and make it look shiny. I will sparkle like a wealthy woman's neck. Just a sec, don't you know? Fish are dumb, dumb, dumb. They chase anything that glitters. Beginners. Oh, and here they come, come, come to the brightest thing that glitters. Mm, fish dinners. I just love free food. And you look like seafood. having trouble with his look. You little semi-demi minigod. Ouch, what a terrible performance. Get the hook. Get it? You don't swing it like you used to, man. Yet I have to give you credit for my start and your tattoos on the outside. For just like you, I make myself a work of art. I'll never hide. I can't. I'm too shiny. Watch me dazzle like a diamond in the rough. Strut my stuff, my stuff is so shiny. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.